Off the ball. Seven days a week. With BetDAC.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports for every season, every sport, and every team. High fly ball in the air to left. Cubs strike first. Tape measure shot by Chris Bryant. 2 0. Chicago. The sounds of Game 6 as the Cubs force the World Series to a Game 7 which will take place tonight in Cleveland just after midnight our time. I'm delighted to say we've got uh, David Wallstein of the New York Times with us to talk to us about this. David, um, this is the two longest active losing streaks in baseball for Cleveland. It's 1948 since they won a World Series. For Chicago it's 1908 and uh, that would suggest that tonight is one of the greatest American sports events of this century anyway. I would agree. I really, uh, it's, it's hard to believe that it's after 108 years or possibly 60 years, that it's, it all comes down to this one night. And I, I don't know how, what to compare it to. I mean, I, I don't know the teams of the GAA or I don't know if Grimsby town ever won a, a third division championship, but for, for the, for in the United States, the Chicago Cubs have just had this this mythical history of being lovable losers. They've been terrible most of the time, except for like three occasions where they got close and they had their hearts broken and so forth. And now I would say they are slightly favored at this point. And then you have Cleveland, which they they won it last in 1948, and they had two close calls in the 90s. Other than that, nothing. It's it's I I cannot believe uh, I'm going to be there tonight to witness one of these teams breaking such a long drought. The 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 ebb and flow of the six games uh, at various stages it looked like it looked for all the world like Cleveland had this at one point. Um, but mm-hmm. maybe just explain to us a little bit about what the respective strength of the pitching and how that might dictate what happens in Game Seven for us. Well. Um, it's very interesting um, for for those of your listeners who may not understand so much. And uh, in baseball, pitching a, a game takes uh, a lot out of out of the guy's arm, and so they really can't. You have starting pitchers who start the game, and hopefully they can throw a hundred pitches and do that and win the game in nine innings. Uh, but then they can't come back again usually usually for. Uh, for another five days. Um, decades ago, they would pitch more frequently because they didn't care so much about you know blowing out these guys' arms. Um, but what's happening now is Corey Kluber, who's the Indians' best pitcher, they decided they couldn't win this best-of-seven series without him pitching three of the games. So they're bringing him back uh, a day early with only three days rest instead of four, in each one of these games. So he pitched game one, and he won it. He pitched game four, and he won it, both in dominating fashion. Now he's pitching again in game seven, and people are wondering, well, is this going to take too much out of him? He also, in an earlier round of the playoffs, he pitched on three days rest, and people are wondering, is he is this, is he going to break, break down finally? 
The other thing that happens is when a starting pitcher goes out, he's, you know, he's not effective anymore or he gets tired, they bring in relief pitchers. Both of these teams have exceptional relief pitchers. For the Indians, it's a guy named Andrew Miller, who just is, has been almost flawless in the postseason. He's been remarkable. And he comes in the game and he, can, he hasn't pitched in a couple of days, so he could probably pitch three innings. If need be, tall left-handed pitcher, six foot seven, and is the pitch he throws like in in cricket, like a spinner, right? So it, it's called a slider, and it just comes sweeping across the plate. It's really difficult to hit. Meanwhile, for the Chicago Cubs, they have this phenomenal what's called a closer, usually pitches the ninth inning when the team is winning, named Aroldis Chapman. He's a Cuban defector, and he can throw the ball. 105 miles an hour, which is about five or six miles an hour faster than everyone else. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. And, but he pitched a career-high uh, number of pitches in Game 5, and then he pitched last night uh, another 20 pitches. So, again, people are concerned, well, wow, is he going to be able to, yeah. to withstand the, the – uh, the, you know, is he durable enough to do it again? So we're probably going to see all of these guys pitch tonight. So it's like a proper old title fight from the 60s or 70s where they go in a full 15 rounds. Absolutely. And in fact, John Lester, who is Chicago's best starting pitcher, he started uh, games one and games five. And they expect, if, if need be, they can use him in relief also, um, even though he pitched just, um, what day was that, Sunday. David, this story is big enough for us to be interested in over here. In, over here. So I presume it has captured the casual sports fans attention like last week the baseball trounced football in the ratings i was i was hearing for maybe it was the was it the sunday evening game yeah this is the highest ratings um since the boston red sox were breaking their curse in 2004 uh ratings they're doing exceptionally well i think major league baseball uh central office would like nothing more than the cubs to lose today and go through this again next year, make the World Series and get great ratings again next year because, yeah, the, the, the country is pretty captivated by this. More so, it's, it's interesting, way more so about the Cubs because the Cubs are a more marquee team. They, they get a lot of attention for the, you know, their forlorn fans. and it's, It actually gets a little tiresome sometimes. Cleveland, um, you know, has a, a really... You know, it's a comparable drought because how many people were around for remember, you know, 1909 and 1920 and 1930 when, when the Cubs weren't winning? Because so most people, their memories are the same. Neither team has won it in their lifetime. Are these two teams built to last or for Cleveland, is this the end? This is like them flaming up for one last hurrah? It seems like the Cubs are kind of a pretty young team and so therefore we're going to yeah. see them. Jay, that's a great question. The Cubs are very young, and they are built to last. So they they could end up being around uh, as a good team for a long time. They're, they're infield, the first base, shortstop, second base, third base, uh, is really the core of the team. And those guys are are um, they're all they're under contract through 2021. The Indians also have uh, uh, several great young players. They're shortstop. Uh, Francisco Lindor, third baseman Jose Ramirez, so they 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 also have some good young players, um, and it's I mean it's possible that both of them will be good for years to come. 
but uh, more so the Cubs. And here's another interesting thing for your listener. The general manager of the Cubs, the guy that picks the players, uh, is his name is Theo Epstein, and he was the general manager of the Boston Red Sox in 2004 when they broke their 86-year championshipless drought. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And Theo Epstein's uh, great, uh, his grandfather and his uncle wrote the famous film Casablanca. Oh, right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. David, great stuff. Thanks a million. Actually, who's going to win? Um, I don't know. I think, I think the Cubs are, have a little bit of momentum now, and they're starting to hit. So I, I would say it's going to be the Cubs. And I wish it wasn't on so late in Ireland so your listeners could watch it because it's going to be pretty darn exciting. Maybe if they get up early, they'll be able to see uh, extra innings. Yeah, for sure. David, great stuff. Enjoy the game. Thanks a million. Okay. Thank you.